Social Zoom Factor, Episode 16. Driving results in business these days takes something special. It's a combination of the right info and the right energy. Pam Moore has both and is here to help you avoid the pitfalls and guide your business and life by leveraging and integrating social media, powerful branding, and digital marketing. Welcome to Social Zoom Factor. Now it's time to live life zoomed. Hey there, Zoomers, and welcome to Social Zoom Factor. This is your host, Pam Moore. All right, let's get started. One of the number one questions that I hear from clients of all sizes and shapes is, Pam, do I have to share what I ate for lunch and dinner if I hop on the social networks? The simple answer to this question is no. The next set of questions I get usually goes something like this, Pam, but okay, if I'm not going to share what I talk about for lunch, what I ate for breakfast, and what I ate for dinner, then what am I going to talk about? How much is too much? What if I do want to share something cool that I ate for lunch or dinner? When do I share it? How do I share it? What if my competition is watching me? What if my boss is listening? What if our board of directors are watching my tweets? Oh, that would be freaky. Should I talk about my dog? What about my kids? Is it okay if I tweet or post to Facebook that I like fitness and that I like to run? How much should I share about my neighbors? Should I talk about my job? How much is too much? Should I share my professional experience and the advice that I have because my head is bursting with ideas? Will people think I'm bossy if I tweet out tips and things that I think they should do? Should I tweet and Instagram pictures of my family? What about my workouts? What about selfies? How much is too much? Should I use hashtags or should I not? Oh my, what? I would do if I could get every one of those questions just captured on video. I think we would have a great video with all the questions I've been asked on that. And I love it because I always say the only dumb question is the one that doesn't get asked. And that is exactly why we just launched a new feature for the Social Zoom Factor podcast where you can ask your questions. You leave me a 30 second voicemail. And if I choose your question, I will play it live on the show. So everybody will hear your voice and you can share where you work, what you do, what company you own, whatever you want. You can even include the URL link to your site or blog. And then I will answer your question on the show. After we're done with the show and I write up the show notes on our Social Zoom Factor blog, I will also include a link out to your site as well as mention of your name and the question. So keep those questions coming. So if you think about the questions that I asked at the beginning of this podcast, at the core, we're asking, how much do I share of what with who? And the truth is, I can't answer each of these questions the same for every person. It depends on many factors, such as who are you, what is the brand persona you're wanting to create, what is the brand persona of the organization that you work for, 
Who is your audience? What do they want to hear from you? What value do you have to offer them? And a million other questions that I would have. I will tell you before we get started that I do have a Twitter persona worksheet that may help you a little bit with this. Just go to socialzoomfactor.com slash Twitter persona and download a worksheet that will help you start to get your arms around your own online persona specifically for Twitter. Today, I'm going to try to put this in a nutshell for you. And the first two words I want to talk about are the definitions of authenticity versus transparency, because many people confuse the two. Authenticity is basically how real are you? Are you false or are you the real deal? When I look at you, when I hear you, when I read your tweets, are you telling me the truth? Am I accepting and believing what you say and what you do to be a fact, to be of truth, to be coming from something that is reliable and trustworthy? That is authenticity. It means you are not false. You are not copied. Bottom line, you are the real deal and I feel confident that I can trust you. Now, transparency, on the other hand, is how much you share, where authenticity is the truth of your actions and your words. So many people confuse transparency and they think that they need to share everything to be authentic, where transparency really means how much can I see through you? How much are you readily understood? And it's characterized by the visibility or accessibility of information, especially concerning business practices. A good analogy for us to put this in a nutshell. I live in Florida. It is hot in Florida. You know, I don't know. The average temperature is between 80 and feels like 150 on most days. I drive a sedan car. It has nice tinted windows. I like my tinted windows because it makes me feel cool. The hot sunshine doesn't beat into my car and make my hair turn a lighter shade of blonde than it already is. Now, this is all fine and dandy when it comes to just being cool and feeling good in my car. However, some days when I start to drive down the road and I see one of my favorite neighbor friends or somebody in town, local, even Justice Mitchell, who lives near me, sometimes I'll wave inside my car and the person can't see me. So I'm sitting there waving like a crazy marketing nut saying, hey, Justice, uh, it's Pam. When are we going to go to Taco Tuesday? And he's looking at me thinking, who is that girl uh, honking at me? I can't even see her because he cannot see through the tinted windows of my car. That is an example of transparency. It doesn't mean that I am not being real. It's the same crazy me inside the car trying to honk or wave or or talk to my neighbors through this dark tinted glass. But yet the person on the other side of the glass is having a hard time knowing who it is because I've put up this wall that makes it hard for them to see who I am and what I'm actually doing. So I think this is a great analogy when you think about social media because the same thing happens and many people confuse authenticity with transparency. Transparency is how much you share and authenticity is the truth of your words and your actions. You don't need to share the same level of information with every single person that you meet online.
However, it's important to know that trust is going to be built and earned and relationships are going to be nurtured based on trust, based on how much you share. And every individual is different in what they feel comfortable sharing and what they like other people to share with them. And this is what makes relationships so powerful. And particularly when it gets to online marketing, because the better and more savvy you can be at sharing the right information about yourself so that people can know you, but not too much so you don't feel uncomfortable and so you don't turn them off. Many people wind up blurring these two words together and they wind up holding back and never letting people really get to know or connect with them. So think about the car analogy that I used. If you always have these dark windows up around you, people are never going to get to know you. They're never going to understand who is the real Pam, who is the real Justice, who is the real Josh. How can you become friends with somebody if you don't trust them? Because we need to have a level of authenticity in order to build a relationship with that person. We need to know that they're real and they're not just a fake profile with a Google image that they've downloaded and stuck on Twitter. On the flip side, some people share too much and they may go overboard in sharing everything they eat, sleep, breathe, and do in a 24-hour day. That works for some people, but not for most people. The truth is that you need and you should have different relationships with different people. For example, you probably don't want to know everything about my day, everything about my night, everything about all of my relationships with my kids, my kids' teacher, my husband, my neighbors, my homeowners association, and everything in between. Relationships are human to human. They're person to person. It's between me and you, me and my neighbor, me and my husband, me and my friends, me and my colleagues, me and my clients. Same thing goes for you. They are not based on a cookie cutter conversation or a content framework. And you know, I love content frameworks. I love plans. I love figuring out how we can achieve our goals. But when it comes to building relationships, they are personal and they are unique. As a result, it is natural for you to have a different level of transparency based on the relationship that you desire or you already have with an individual, with groups of people, or even communities such as social media communities. You may engage in a Google Plus community that you're brand new to, different than you're going to engage on a Facebook community that maybe you are the leader or that you're joining or that you've been a member of for a long time. As an example here, I have a Get Real Chat community. We have our Get Real Chat Twitter chat that started over three years ago, and it's every Tuesday night at 9 p.m. Eastern time. And the chat actually started based on the need to discuss these types of topics. And that's why it's called Get Real. Because several years ago, this is one of the topics that everybody was struggling with is who am I? What do I share? What am I going to talk about? What is this? How do I know if I'm authentic? How transparent should I be? So we started the Twitter chat a few years ago to really help people and brands get their arms around how they can build a brand that is authentic and transparent and can help them nurture and build relationships and build their brand and achieve their goals. 
over the last three plus years, the conversations have evolved. We talk about all sorts of things now. And so if you're looking to connect with the community and dive deeper into more of the social aspects of social media and relationships and community building, then I really encourage you to check out that Get Real Chat every Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern time. I just joined a couple new Google Plus communities that I've been invited to. I am different in that community because I am new to that community. I am not leading that community. I am there as a contributor, as somebody ready to help. Okay, somebody to be part of that community and provide value in a different way than the Get Real Chat community that we have on Twitter and our private Facebook group. So there may be communities with social that sometimes you're a leader and sometimes you're a follower. Sometimes you may just be a fly on the wall. And as brands and marketing leaders, we cannot avoid the lurkers that are out there because a lot of times those are the people who are soaking up as much information as they can from us. And I know that a lot of our target clients do not engage or even comment on our blogs. And so we'll see a lot of brands and marketing leaders, they used to really look at blog comments as a key criteria for success with their social marketing. For us, that's never been a top criteria because we see the leads come in. We have a full inbound marketing framework implemented and we watch our leads come in every single day. And 99.9% of them are not commenting on our blog. So I am not expecting them to be transparent and share their thoughts on my content on a daily basis. However, I know for a fact that many of them are finding us through my blog, are reading my content, because when they contact us to do business with us, they have already read it, they have watched our videos, they have listened to our podcast, and they are ready to go because of the content that I have put out there. But they have chose at this time not to be transparent transparent, not to be sharing a lot of information because really they just don't feel comfortable with the social networks as of yet. So that's fine. And then we figure out how we build a relationship over time. A lot of our clients, we end up getting them online and it's unique with every single one of them, how we engage online, how we engage offline and how we communicate. That is what makes relationships so wonderful. And it's the type and varying level of information that we share between two human beings that helps us build trust and helps us enable the ability to nurture real relationships. This is where we really bring together both the personal and the professional benefit. We all connect in different ways. We are all inspired in different ways. And we all establish and earn trust in different ways. So if you are having troubles building relationships, utilizing online marketing and social media, I want to really encourage you to take a step back from the social networks. Quit blaming it on Facebook. Quit blaming it on Twitter or LinkedIn and all the changes they're implementing. And I want you to take a couple days and step back and think about how you are personally engaging. What level of transparency are you offering your audience? 
What level of transparency have you implemented with the people that you're wanting to build relationships? Have you put up the dark tinted windows as I talked about in my car here in Florida? Have you put up dark tinted windows around yourself that is stopping people from being able to understand who you are and what you have to offer? Are you maybe doing the opposite? Are you riding around with the T-tops down, screaming everything about your life and you're turning people off? Maybe a lot of times you're getting feedback that's saying, whoa, slow down, horsey. So I want you to think about it. Maybe it's just your level of transparency that is either hurting or helping your brand. And it could be just a few tweaks of that is really going to help you ignite those relationships and really help you take the results to the next level. And with all of the talk around social media and brand humanization, I think many brands and many marketing leaders are just getting really confused with this topic and they're wanting to be authentic and they're wanting to build relationships and they want to be quote unquote human, but they really don't know how to do it. So before we end this conversation today, I want to talk about what it means to be authentic, what it means to be a human brand. And I'm going to go through some quick characteristics of how you can make your brand more human without over analyzing every single thing you're saying. Because if you are really trying to be a human brand, then it should come more natural. You need to just be honest. You need to do things like talk like humans, number one. You need to care about humans authentically. You need to think of the people in your social networks as humans, not just avatars or credit cards that are going to pay you money. You need to, number three, value relationships. Trust those people that are within your network and you want them to be able to trust you. Your goal is to establish relationships built on trust and respect. And you need to listen to other human beings because human brands listen more than they talk. They speak when they need to speak, but they always have an ear to their audience, their clients, their partners, and their stakeholders. They know their Google Analytics and website data, and they use that data to better understand their customer, not just to convert a transaction to a sale. You will more often than not find human brands and people that are building personal human brands listening and advocating way more than they are talking about themselves. And I can't hardly nowadays talk about social listening without thinking of that video that's gone viral online. For those of you, if you haven't seen this, you're probably going to think the next 45 seconds, I'm just crazy. But for those of you who have seen it, I think now you're probably going to never think about social listening in the same way. So there's a video, you can go do a search on Google and just do a search for Listen, Linda, Honey, and you will find the video, okay? It's this cutest little boy, and it's obviously the way that his dad, I think, probably talks to his mom, but it's this little boy trying to negotiate, I think, to get some cupcakes, and he keeps saying, Linda, because his mom's name, I think, is Linda, 
And he keeps saying, listen, Linda, honey, listen. And he's got his eyes closed and his hands up in the air. And he's saying, but look at Linda. Listen to me, Linda. That's what we need to do with our audience. We need to listen, people. If you listen to what your audience is telling you, they are telling you what they want and they need from you. And they are telling you in tweets of 140 characters. They are telling you in Facebook posts. They are telling you in blog comments. You need to just slow down, shut up, and listen, honey. Number five, human brands talk like humans. They don't talk like robots or corporate collateral from 1992. They speak in language that their audience wants to hear, wants to read, wants to listen, and wants to understand. They have a personality is number six. So what is your brand personality? Is it serious? Is it fun? Is it engaging? Is it inspiring? Is it all of the above? Human brands have a personality that inspires and connects with their audience. I'm one of those people. Obviously, I like to have fun. So you just listened to this podcast. You heard me talking about, listen, Linda. So having fun is a key requirement for our brand. So we like to have a personality. We don't fake it. We let our human show, which is number seven. Show your human. So show that you are human. Don't be afraid to laugh and giggle and sing and dance and talk and let people know who's behind that avatar. Let them know that you want to be their best brand ambassador that exists on the planet. Number eight is we make and we own our mistakes. No human being is perfect and no brand is perfect because it is made up and defined by humans. Human brands are humble. They make mistakes just like you and me, and they are not afraid to own it. Fail fast, say sorry, and move on. Number nine is they are just available. Human brands are available for a conversation. You respond. We engage in conversation. We do not always hide behind a corporate web form and only force people to talk to us behind closed social doors. We are out there. We put ourselves out there. And even if you're not available 24-7, make sure you let your audience know when you are available. Number 10 is we know ourselves. So we know who we are. We know what level of transparency we're comfortable sharing. We know our strengths. We know the weaknesses. We know our sweet spots. We know how to talk and to listen. And we know how to make our brand shine. And we don't guess on a daily basis what we're going to post, what we're going to pin, what we're going to put up on Google+. We have a plan. We have a strategy. And number 11 is we know our audience and we serve them what they need daily. Go download our audience worksheet at socialzoomfactor.com slash audience and it will help you prioritize your audience. It's going to help you inspire and connect with your audiences, which should be a key goal in everything you're doing. Number 12, human brands are agile. We do not sit static. We evolve because we are always listening and we're always learning. We are always moving with agility because we can't sit still if we're listening to the needs of our audience. And we don't only jump on every shiny object because we care more about the needs of our audience than we do about looking super cool and being part of the next best Thing. We need to always stay focused on our business goals and the agility needed to serve our community and serve our audiences. And we evolve with confidence and agility combined. That is usually a really strong sign of a true human brand. 
Last but not least, number 13 is we invest in people. Human brands know that we can never go wrong by investing in people. We invest in listening and learning and training and empowering and building teams and culture that enables our brand to shine from the inside out. We can never go wrong by investing in communities and the human beings within them. So if you like what you heard today on this podcast, I encourage you to go check out our blog at socialzoomfactor.com. Check out all of our other podcasts. Subscribe to our show on iTunes or Stitcher Radio or SoundCloud. Leave us a review. Let us know what you like. Send us your questions that you'd love to have answered on future shows at socialzoomfactor.com slash askpam. And you can also subscribe to the series on brand humanization and it's socialzoomfactor.com slash talk human to me. I hope that this information was helpful to you and I hope that this helps you build your personal brand, ignite your business brand, and I hope that it helps you really start to nurture and ignite those relationships online by building authentic and real relationships. Best of luck to you. That's a wrap. If you're ready to Zoom your business and Zoom your life, then don't let the end of this episode be the end of your journey. Visit socialzoomfactor.com slash zoom for incredible free resources and guides. And be sure to join the Social Zoom Factor mailing list so you never miss an episode. We'll see you next time on Social Zoom Factor.